A place to find direction in a confusing world. We're here at Crossroads Community Church. It is July 21, 2021, and you're here with Steve and Eddie. Well, welcome to another podcast right here in Sullivan, Indiana. It has been a beautiful week, and um, we're here with you at a podcast that we like to uh, do things where we speak relevancy into your lives and into ours, and talking about uh, the messages that were uh, spoken the past Sunday and the Sunday uh, to come. We give you a little highlight on that to see what's to come. But uh, right now, I've got Eddie Dean Hammond right across from me, and he's got a cup of coffee. He's got his cubby's hat on. Uh, and he's raring to go. I'm telling you right now. Good to see you, Eddie. Stephen, only uh, only one cardinal hat this morning in men's group. Is that the truth? So I don't know. They, they're like us. I guess they're bemoaning the fact that uh, the boys yeah. aren't doing their best. No, they're... <laughs> There's a little bit of changing going on, so uh, yeah, things have definitely happened. I guess that the Milwaukee Bucks, speaking of sports, Milwaukee Bucks yeah. won the uh, NBA uh, championship, yeah. beating the Spurs last night. Um, isn't it the Spurs, right? It was the Spurs. Mm, I don't. Phoenix know. Suns. Phoenix Suns. That's it. I, I just yeah. I, I messed up there. But um, anyway, I guess that the Milwaukee Bucks. It's the first time in 50 years. Really? 50 years that they won. So congratulations to them and all you listeners up in Wisconsin. And uh, we are uh, uh, glad to to be here to talk other than sports for sure. But um, uh, I've definitely been uh, busy this last week, uh, and this week I should say already. Um, but uh, I've been at a church camp, Camp Maranatha in Ramsey, Illinois. And uh, just, what is that, north of Vandalia. And right. um, and uh, it's about two and a half hours away, and I knew that the podcast needed to get out, so I, I uh, cruised on back. But I've been speaking there each night to the campers, and uh, boy, it's been a great, great time um, had by one, had by all. Uh, a lot of things to do there, um, and I just I would appreciate your prayers for the rest of this week tonight and and Thursday and Friday. As we wrap it up there on on Friday and into Saturday, I guess they're going to be there until Saturday morning, but I'm coming back Saturday, uh, Friday afternoon um, to meet with my small group here. But um, it's a great time, and and uh, Jeff and Shelby Babs are the ones that direct that, and this is their seventh camp this year. Yeah, and it's wrapping up. This is their last week. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good time. Now you you've known Camp Maranatha. Oh a while you know, back. I've, I have uh, done, spent a lot of sleepless nights at camp sleeping <laughs> with the boys. So, hearing them whisper, what are we going to do to Eddie tonight? You know, yeah, so that yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. it's been, a, I've got some great stories. And yeah, I, I've spoke over there and been a counselor. And um, like I said, it's, uh, I appreciate you doing that, Steve. I, uh, you get to a certain age, I, you kind of feel like you lose touch with. Uh, with kids to a degree, but uh, well, and the, I appreciate you doing that. You're welcome, and and you know the baton just gets handed off, and we continue to do things as God allows. And I felt like the Lord was um, leading me to that this week. I've been speaking. I did sing uh, at the end of the message on Monday night. Didn't do that last night, but have plans to do that tonight and yeah. tomorrow night. Um, the Lord is is leading me that way and so uh, actually Stacy and Judah are going to go back with me 
this afternoon, and um, we're going to have a good time. So. Yeah, good deal. You're not taking the pups, are you? No, not going to take the pups. I've got... Uh, Cooper would be, be a big hit over there. Yes, he would. Throwing it, balls man, and all he kinds would, of stuff. <laughs> man, he would be uh, action Action impacted. Uh, 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 yeah, that's for kids sure. Kids would help uh, keep him active. You know, I, sure. you talk about Jeffrey Babs, and he's always asking me to come. But I told him one day, I said, the only thing is, is if if I would come, you could focus that week on dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> you have a dinosaur as a speaker <laughs> I, would, I would prefer to be uh, referred to as a t-rex but i i don't know if that's not uh, well we could pick just, a dinosaur they're pretty bad bad boys we could so. just call you eddie rex eddie, eddie, eddie rex it's all good i'm afraid he'd call me a brontosaurus or something so. <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's it's been a lot of fun and and the kids are um some of those counselors have been there I think pretty much from the beginning. So wow, that's a. Are that's they a, all kids? No, um, there's not any old ones, is there? No, I'd say the counselors' uh, average age around 23 to 25. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Um, and um, I think there's four of them, and now and. Uh, Drew's not aware, is he? Drew wasn't there. Drew Bolin. Drew Bolin did actually come by, and drop off an air conditioning yeah. uh, unit that that they needed for the dining hall. Uh, one of those had um, shut down and quit, and so uh, they're doing that. So how was the chow? I always ask about the food. Well, we had tacos last night. Yeah. Shelby did a fantastic yeah. job. Is the she morning, the cook? yeah, well, she does a lot of that. Yeah, oh, she's. I mean, she's. These kids are, the Babses are doing a great thing, yeah, and I'm telling you, are. their hearts are in the right spot, and they just give of themselves. Yeah. it's amazing. It really is. Uh, counselors chime in. Of course, all the campers. Have to be a part of that. They you know, wash dishes and and uh, they clean the dining room. They they take care of the the things that are needed to be taken care of. And some of the some of the one of the campers helped make omelets. He's actually one of the cooks at uh, the Whistling Whimsy. Is that how you say it? Whittling. Whittling. Whittling Whimsy. Yeah, and Whittling. Casey. Whittling yeah. Whimsy and Casey oh, Illinois. Really? He's he's uh, about what is he? Fifteen years old. Huh. And he's one of the cooks at the Whitling Whimsy. The restaurant. And so he right knew how to make omelets, so they made omelets oh, yesterday morning. That's great. Oh, man, it was excellent. They did a great job. So, yeah, things are uh, things are happening. And um, a lot of things to do there. I was um, surprised how much property yeah. there is. And they've got and that they sold lake. some of that off. Oh, did they? Yeah. I, I did notice there was a private posting yeah, of part sell, of that. Yeah, they sold some of that land off. Uh, so. But they still have quite a bit, and that part of that lake, uh, and they've got a big blow-up for swimming and jumping off into the well, lake. That's a good and deal. They fish, and they boat, and they uh, they camp. It's just a lot of fun. So that's a, that's a little information about yeah, Karen Maranatha. There so there you go. Well, as we step into our podcast uh, today and speak about these things, um, I want to have a word of prayer uh, over this, and then we'll get right into it. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your presence in our lives. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would direct and guide our speaking right now as we talk about uh, how to follow the leaders in our life and uh, when not to follow and when to follow. Lord, I just pray that uh, as we are leaders in our own circles, that we would uh, commit ourselves to leading under your direction and guidance. Lord, we love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How well do you follow the leader? That's, uh... I, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. 
There you go. We talked about Peter Pan a little <laughs> bit, and the kids following follow the leader. the leader, wherever you may go. But I don't know. In this day and age, I, I think there's probably a crisis in leadership. You know, and when there is, there's a, a, a crumbling of credibility. And I, I talked about, I, I talked a little bit about, it's, a, it's, a, and this is my own personal opinion. I interject that sometimes, but it's a sad state of events when you, you're voting for the leader of the free world, the entire mm. free world, and you hear people on the street say, "Well, you know what? Uh, I'm not voting for the best candidate. I'm voting against the other person." That's oh, sad. Yeah. That's sad to me. Yeah. What kind of uh, confidence do they have even in the person that they're voting for? Mm -hmm. you know, things have changed over the decades. Used to people were really proud of their candidate, uh, and and that's all changed. And I think we, you know, we've seen that that shifting um, in leadership today. But you know, we break that down. It's essential in the church. It's like the captain of the ship. And I talked about that ship that got sideways in the Suez Canal. That was on that captain for some reason. But it, it's that way. It, it's that way as a as a church charts its course in Christ. You have to have solid, authentic leadership at the helm, or that church is not gonna. It's gonna flounder. Right. You'll get sideways in the canal and won't do anything. Actually, you know, and Jesus, he. Uh, how do you spot leadership's an error? Uh, Matthew 15, Jesus hammers the Pharisees. He just hammers them. But I, I thought that was interesting. As you read the, the New Testament, uh, Christ's compassion uh, that he has for sinners, he doesn't ever ha hammer them. He doesn't point how lousy they are. And mm -hmm. on the, He did that to the church leaders, though. Mm-hmm. That, that was who, and, and I, I think maybe today, I think the same thing applies as he looks at us because we are, he has put us in that position of, of leadership and it's the, the church is on us. He's the head, but he expects us to work through the power of the Holy Spirit. When David, we had this in men's group this morning, the, the lesson, when David's son Absalom led a rebellion. He was a revolutionary. He wanted to overthrow the king, which was his father, and take over the kingdom. Zadok, the priest, uh, de defended David and protected him. So David made his and his family the priests in Jerusalem and over Israel until the exile. Well, Judah, actually, the southern kingdom. But then they were carried into exile. But the problem was they were there 70 years in Babylon. And when they come back, the, the priests weren't what they should be, and they led the, they led the, the, the church down the, well, not the church, but the children of Israel down the, the wrong road and had them stumble in sin. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was, and Malachi, he was, he was talking about um, how, that, how that needed to change, that those priests need to step up and, and be Jesus. And I, I think that same applies to, the same thing applies to us today in the church age. You know, we as leaders, we have to, <laughs> we have to always be on our spiritual toes sometimes because people look to us for guidance. Three reminders of Matthew's account outlines three patterns found in ungodly leadership. First, human opinion is honored above the word of God, and you hear that today. Mm -hmm. People will interject their opinions. Say, "Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add this." Secondly, hypocrisy prevails over authenticity. You know, they were hypocrites. They 
my goodness, to the Ten Commandments, they added like 614 more laws that they come up with. Oh, yeah. They weren't from God. They come yeah. up with it. Yeah. And, and that happens as well. Third, self-imposed rigidity is expressed rather than God-ordained sensitivity. They had lost their compassion for people. And all that mattered was them being in power, and their word was the, the final word. You know, and that, you, you tell people this, you know, when you you go to different churches and, and follow different people, you really need to, to check this stuff out, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Well, and then I got into this, that our response to God-appointed leadership in 1 Corinthians First uh, Corinthians 1, 11, uh, let's see, verses 11 and 12. For some members of Chloe's household have told me about your arguments. This is Paul speaking. Dear brothers and sisters, some of you are saying, I am a follower of Paul. Others are saying, I am a follower of Paulus, or I'm a follow, I follow Peter, or I follow only Christ. You know, and, that's, and I've talked about this with people that, that come that say, you know, you know, Pastor, when you're gone, we're not coming. I say, man, you're wasting my time here. That, that's really an issue with me. But we could divide it up and, and people within the context of Crossroads to say, well, I'm a follower of Chris, or I'm a follower of Steve, or I'm a follower of Kurt, or I'm a follower. You see, you can, you can break that up. Mm -hmm. And I want people to be a follower of Christ, but not right. to the point where they don't listen to the God-appointed leaders, because God has placed us here. We're, and I guess that's why I'm, I'm so adamant about voting. The church is not a democracy, it's a theocracy. God's the head. God appoints, and that's why we appoint through prayer and, and watching somebody's lifestyle. If you want to, you know, in leadership, you can't be in leadership here because you're popular or you have money or affluence. It's because God has, has, has opened the door for you to be in that. And does that make sense? Absolutely. So that's kind of the way we, we do things here. But, you know, and then in, in Hebrews 13, remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. Remember and imitate. Remember these people in your life, whether it was a Sunday school teacher or whatever, that was really a hero of the faith to you. Could have been a pastor, could have been, you know, a youth leader, whatever. But the fact is you remember that and, and then you imitate them. You do what they did. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's why I mentioned Jim Sparks. He was a tremendous witness to me. Mm -hmm the way he lived his life. And mm, yep. He just was. I talk about it all the time. But that and my pastor, you know, lived that his life in front of me. And, I, you know, I wanted to imitate. I wanted, I wanted to do that. Then I, I kind of closed that up about um, being in ministry and how God uh, puts people on your heart and how you, uh, as a pastor, are concerned for them. You love them. They hurt, you hurt. They cry, you cry. They laugh, you laugh. It's that kind of thing. That, and I, I don't think a lot of people maybe understand um, that whole concept. And Paul or Hebrews was talking about uh, losing sleep. And sometimes when our people are hurt, it, it, we lose sleep because we're agonizing over them, over, mm -hmm. their, over their conditions and things like that. But I'm not, not blowing my own horn. I'm just saying the way it is across the board. And I ended with three lasting principles. One, it's unbiblical to support wrong leadership, no matter how sincere it may appear. Two, it is unwise to recognize no leadership, no matter how comfortable it may seem to feel. And then three, it is unprofitable to resist right leadership, no matter how painful it may be as well. 
because Paul said, submit to your leaders, for they watch over your souls. Hmm. And the day's coming that we as leaders will have to stand before God and give an account of how we led, whether whatever that might That's right. be. That's right. <laughs> and I think that the, the, some of the big relevant things that, that come from um, this message are that as we follow the leaders that God appoints, that doesn't. Uh, the the big thing that we need to do is we need to then use our gifts because we are part of the body to then uh, help that uh, that church or that body or that circle, um, whether it's a small group or whether it's whatever. But all of the connecting pieces within that body to continue to go forward. So we're that team, we're that body. Um, if it was just Oh well, you know, um, the brain is leading us, and so the brain goes out, and it's like, well, I'm a, I'm a hand, or I'm an eye, or I'm a tongue, or I'm a nose, or I'm a whatever. But if we don't do anything and use our gifts, and the brain's just going around, he's getting a little done. Exactly right. And so what we need to do is, as a team, as a body, to follow, yes, because of the appointment of God, but then to go out and to lead ourselves and to continue mm -hmm. to go out but in that direction right in that in that guidance and direction of that leader and then knowing that these teams are a part of that and going out and making a difference and and I see that I see that uh, in crossroads but we can do more of it yeah we, we need to do more of it um, and and something that we can continue to to absolutely branch off and do well and that it kind of goes into we're at the out the lake this week that's exactly what i was going to just at say 10 o'clock yeah. on a sunday morning there at the new pavilion or well, i don't know how new it is but whatever so if you're listening and you have not contacted us about being baptized uh, please do just give us a call um, we need your name and we want to give you a, a bible actually so we put your name in that yeah, the and lord has been leading that way for how sure. to shine your light to title this message matthew 5 we read these well-known words in, in verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world, like a city on a mountain, glowing in the night for all to see. Don't hide your light under a basket. Instead, put it on a stand and let it shine for all. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. This verse was for every believer. A lot of people want to put it on somebody else, but it's, it's in my opinion... As I've studied, that he's talking to believers. It doesn't matter. Jesus tells us to shine our lights into our world, into every one of our spheres of influence. Family, friends, people you work with, people you do business with, people you go to school with, neighbors, one another uh, in the church and in our community. You know, and that, that's the thing about outreach. This is kind of what we're talking about. And, and it's, this was kind of an outreach. We're out the park and lake, and right. uh, people will be able to hear our voice so to speak the question is as a follower of Christ how do I let my light shine for Christ a huge part of that shining actually is reflecting the bright light of Christ comes through action you know we we reflect the S-O-N instead of the S-U-N but man I've had a lot of fun with mirrors in the sun because you can project that light along <laughs> a long way and we, I'm going to talk some, you know, about core. We go out in the community. Um, some of the things that we've been doing. It's core week this week, and uh, I really appreciate, you know, a lot of things that people do. I'm going to mention some of those in my message. I won't mention that this morning, but 
Outreach is giving yourself away. Outreach is spelled L-O-V-E. It's love for Christ in action, love for the church, love for God's kingdom, and love for others who need Jesus, you know. And outreach, you know, we've, you, you, I don't know if you did that, maybe you did or whatever, we, we had that uh, t-shirt that one year that said the church has left the building, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what outreach is. Right. We don't do a lot of outreach in the building. Right. It's a time for refueling and encouraging and uh, teaching the saints and us as believers, but and actually outreach should be 24-7 for us that's October uh, no outreach speaks volumes to a community it shows that we care and I've heard a lot of people talk about Crossroads so yeah you're that you're that you're that church that helps people you're that church that does this that and the other you know um, Jesus modeled for us giving himself away and that's what God has called us to do Give an hour of your time to someone who needs you. Give a note of encouragement to someone who is down. Give a hug of affirmation to someone in your family. Give a visit of mercy to someone who is laid aside. Give a meal you're prepared to someone who is sick. Give a word of compassion to someone who just lost a mate. Give a deed of kindness to someone who is slow and easily overlooked. Jesus taught, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them you did it as unto me. And I got a story about a kid in school that this teacher wasn't real sure about it at first, but she made a huge impact uh, in his life, and God kind of melted her heart. Um, you know, we live in this community as light reflecting Christ. I know we shouldn't, you know, we, we shouldn't ever forget that, actually. Right. So One of the things that's, that... That's kind of, that's where we're going with that. That's great. Actually, tonight... Uh, it's interesting that you're you're speaking this way this coming Sunday tonight. Um, where God has led my heart to go is something similar to this with the the kids. Um, um, last night I talked about the fruits of the spirit and how the as Christians we are to give that away and how that we're to live uh, the the love, the joy, the mm-hmm. peace, the kindness, the gentleness, the patience, and Tonight, I'm going to be talking about how we are to stay connected to the power source so that we can shine the light from the source that is connected. As we connect to God, we're going to be able to be conduits and be able to shine His light. So part of the illustration tonight will be with some electrical cords. Yeah. And... um, and one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to have uh, either a, a bowl of pudding or, or uh, something similar, applesauce or something like that, to where I'm going to bring it up and I'm going to have these different cords out there and I'm going to say, okay, now what I want you to do is I want you to take that, that plug in and I, go ahead and just plug it into that pudding and then uh, go ahead and try that, pull that light. And, um, of course, it won't go on. But the thing about it is we have to understand we got to know where we're plugging in. Yeah. Exactly. Some of the stuff is muck. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And we assume that where we're plugging in is going to be okay. Yeah. And so it goes along with the, with what you're saying about the leader, the leader following the leader. Mm-hmm. We need to know uh, that God is is using that leader, has appointed that leader, and that the source we're plugging into is true power. Exactly. 
And so uh, one of the other parts of the illustration with those cords is I'm going to have one guy and just going to have the same cord. And I said, I want you to plug it in to the same, to the end of it. Take the plug in, plug it into the end of that extension cord. Yeah. Is it, how, what, how's that working for you? Yeah. You know, we, that's about ourself. We plug yeah. into ourselves. We're selfish. We it just, any kind of yeah. current trickle, it'll just go right straight through that, that cord. So. It, it's just a matter of, of exactly what you're what you're talking about here. What, when we shine our light, we've got to know where we're plugged in, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm excited about where you're leading and and where where God's got me leading tonight uh, as I talk to the kids. Good so. deal. Yeah. Well, Pastor, why don't you pray over us as we wrap this up? And and uh, yeah, Lord, we love you and we thank you for loving us. I say that a lot, but it, it needs to be said often. We need to. Uh, grasp that fact that regardless you always love us and we can't always say it about people sometimes they get a little aggravated at us and you i I always think about this god that instead of mad i I think you're hurt i think we hurt you when we don't follow you Hmm. i I think we hurt you holy spirit when we don't listen to you every day because you got you got our best path masked mapped out all we got to do is follow it but man a lot of times we don't listen to you. We get off on the wrong path because we want to do what we want, and sometimes it gets us in bad. And then we get to feeling lousy, and we wonder why. It's because we're disobedient. There's a lot of it. That's not all, but it, it, that has, plays a big part, I think, in our spiritual lives. So help us, God, to follow you. Help us to follow the leaders you've placed in front of us and ahead of us that you're working through to make uh, our lives better, actually, and to build the kingdom. And, Lord, as we think about shining our lights, we're all... Uh, we're all lights. We all should be lights on the city. We are salt. We are lights. Who you've made us to be. And a lot of times we want to slough that off and put it on somebody else, but we can't. Uh, it's on us. You know, First Peter says we are a kingdom of priests, a royal priesthood, and that's everybody that belongs to Jesus. And that means that everybody that belongs to Christ was given a gift or gifts from the Holy Spirit. You've been given a ministry. Every member of the church of Jesus Christ is a minister in some way, shape, or form. So help us to understand that and help us to be doing our ministries well. We love you, God, and I give you praise. Be with Steve as he travels back, and I pray with him, uh, pray for him tonight, Lord, as he speaks, that those kids are uh, listening, that uh, your word goes into their hearts, and they harbor it and uh, put action to it. We love you, God. We give you praise and glory for who you are. We ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us here today. We are so glad that you've clicked on to the link and and spent some time with us today. Um, we do hope that you will uh, continue to, to let the Lord lead you and uh, that you would stay connected to the Word and, uh, and be directed by Him. Um, God bless each of you, and, and uh, may you continue to shine His light. So... By the way, uh, we want to make sure that you do know that it is 10 a.m. That's right, 10 a.m. 10 a.m., not 10.30. One service. But 10 a.m. at the Park and Lake. Go ahead and go to the entrance hut. They'll guide you and direct you where they need to go. But um, uh, they uh, also we want you to know that it is where the old basketball court was at. That's you might bring a chair, too. <laughs> bring a chair. Please bring lawn chairs for each of you and your family. And uh, so 10 o'clock, I'm going to say it again for the third time, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, 
And those that have golf carts can drive their cart and sit in their cart like at the drive-in. Well, they really could. And they can. And they have. Yeah. I, know they have. <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's going to be a popcorn, but sorry no, about that. No. But we are going to have a great time. So bring, go ahead and bring your coffee. And if you want to stop by Casey's or, or Basler's and grab a donut for yourself, that's fine, too. Um, anyway, God bless you. Thanks for joining us. And until next week, we'll say goodbye. Bye-bye.